0: Now, not being a lawyer or anything, it was my view, from reading the the oral transcripts, that there was no way that uh, Coke was going to win. It couldn't prevail. The Ninth Circuit, you really say, well, the Ninth the Ninth Circuit ruling would be remanded. There was no way it would be upheld, and uh, I think uh, you know there were some some writers, uh, man of uh, Scotus and uh, Babelian of Forbes that that agreed with me on this, and I cited them in my in my. Uh, paper because uh, even though uh, I had come to that c- the, almost the same conclusion that they came to independently, uh, they got their stuff written before I got mine written, and uh, so I, I cited them in my in my paper. Uh, but then what happened was the decision was very broad. So the broad decision allowing the Lanham claim. What does that mean for for business people? What does that mean for for marketing? What does that mean for agencies that uh, that create ads and. And, and uh, agencies that uh, that uh, are, are the one uh, that do PR and do uh, digital marketing, PR and that kind of thing uh, for for different companies. Well, it, first of all, it means that you're going to have to be more careful. Uh, I, I think we probably won't see for very long the type of label, although you still see it. I don't see it in any uh, uh, of the Coke products. Which is, you know, C- Coke's uh, Tropicana uh, or their Minute Maid or any of their type of products. I, I, you know, that it's Minute Maid, I guess it owns the Tropicana label, uh, if I'm correct. I, I'm, hopefully, I'm correct on that. And, uh, I don't think we're, you know, we don't see those types of labels much in the future, but it also means that that somebody that has a false advertisement. If you false advertise, then maybe you meet or you do it in such a way that the FCC doesn't notice. And the FCC probably, you think, okay, what, if you think about what types of false advertising, and I'm not really talking about puffery or uh... kind of farcical stuff that implies you know that a car can flip turn upside down and flip around because that's you know they're protected a farce or or something that's obviously not true but if you said you know genuine prevarication, mendacity, lying in ads. How much does the FDA catch or how uh, does the FCC catch? Uh, how often do they catch it and, and do something about that? And I think sometimes you'll see somebody complain and uh, it, you know, you, uh, Comcast complained about uh, the, one of the, uh, the, not the DISH network, but the, uh, the other carrier that uh, does satellites Uh, You know, and I used to do business with them, so I should remember their name, but I don't, but complained that they, you know, the, the price that they advertised on television about what their product cost was not really accurate because you had to agree to sign up for the NFL for a whole year in order to get that cheap starter rate for a year you had to sign up for the whole for the NFL for the second year or something like that and uh... so it was uh... they you know they claimed false advertising although they what they did was really complain to the FCC more than file an claim uh... in some industries you may see assaying of the product itself i i think the 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 thing that uh... You know, the the question we ask is, okay, are the are if uh, if a company's got blueberries that it claims that are wild, are they really wild? Uh, is if, if somebody's claiming that that a, that fish is fresh? You know, if a, if a retailer and I teach retailing, so this is relevant to the questions I might ask uh, of my students, if, if the fish is it really fresh? I mean, if it's been frozen and thawed out, is it can it be fresh? is uh, spring water really from a spring? Is a particular beer really made from mountains, you know, snow melt water? Or is it from some city water somewhere? Uh, Is natural really natural? I mean if somebody's got a product they claim is all natural, is it really all natural? And uh, I think if you think, if you looked at one in terms of product, you know, one industry that would probably be affected by more than any, anybody else is, is uh, the health and herbal supplements industry. There was a study by uh, Newmaster uh, that found that only 48% of the products tested in, in this health and herbal supplements type of category contain the product on the label. And many of, many of the products contain fillers or contaminants, which they didn't say that they have on the label. And uh, some of which, according to the the study, pose a really serious uh, health question. And I think for those of y'all that are not, you know, not interested in reading something scientific, uh, O'Connor has got a really good review of research in this area where he goes through and he, you know, talks about commercial seafood, mislabeling fish, uh, black cohosh. Uh, So, you know, uh, I, there are a lot of different questions. You know, is it is it a, is all beef? Really, all beef? If uh, is you know, is what is in the the meat in a in a a blank blank taco in a certain company's taco? What is is that meat or is it what is it? You know, if it's not meat, it's a meat product or something similar to meat or something related to meat. Uh, I think uh, black cohosh. I think it, one of the things that uh, in the things that O'Connor talked about were studies uh, about black cohosh, and black cohosh is an, uh, an important herbal supplement. It's one of the few that got actual medical studies showing a uh, benefit for particularly for uh, uh, postmenopausal women. And it helps to uh, contain or, or to limit or to uh, attenuate, lessen the hot flashes and other types of uh, symptoms that women with, uh, that are, you know, that are going through menopause have. Uh, so, you know, the, he cited a number of studies in there. One one big study that, you know, 25% of the brands in a, in a particular area contained a, a, an unrelated, just a, a, like an, a Chinese herbal plant, unrelated to black cohosh. Uh, people who need to drink, uh, who, who you know, people who need to drink a Kai berry or blueberry or pomegranate for some health benefit, and instead they're drinking apple juice. Uh, and and people, what about the people who who pay extra for something, like for example, uh, free range eggs? Are those really free range eggs? I mean, are some of the eggs that are that are sold as free range are they not free range? Uh, cage chickens. What about the beef and hot dogs? You know there are people who died uh, in Cambodia. The, the you know the, the Muslim minority uh, were killed because they refused to eat pork, and that was one of the you know b- b- you know all the great tragedies that they were committed during that time of the the Khmer Rouge rule. Uh, you know, making Muslims eat pork for no other reason that they that they, you know, what reason they have. But I mean, uh, are, is there pork in in all beef hot dogs? You know, I I don't know. But uh, so what you might see is a situation where a lot of companies are going out and they're doing, uh, you know, assay. And you think, okay, who is going to benefit from these from this ruling? Well, if if people, you know pay extra for, for uh, free-range eggs, but the eggs aren't really free-range, those people are gonna benefit. Uh, post-menopausal women that that buy uh, black cohosh and they get no benefit, it doesn't work, and they tell the doctor, you know, I've tried black cohosh. They may not have been taking black cohosh. It may have said they may have gone to the store, they may have bought a really nice name-brand type of product that said it had black cohosh in it and it didn't have black cohosh in it. In fact, uh, one of the studies, by the authors that I cited earlier, they cited one study, and I want to say it's O'Connor, only two of the 12 major companies that were studied when they did this like DNA testing of the the products that were actually in some of these health supplements were honest about what was in the products, that what what was on the label was actually what was in the product. And in some cases I know because I had a student uh, who was my graduate assistant who worked for a company that made ginkgo biloba or, or or produced ginkgo biloba back when that became really really hot for a particular time and he pronounced it Walshine or Warshine and that was one of the biggest uh, companies that produced it and they imported it in the United States and he came here to get a degree and he was particularly interested in the field so I went with him down to Atlanta to a, a an industry and, and, you know, he had credentials from his company, and we went to this, uh, the you know, the herbal supplements industry uh, kind of trade show type of thing. And it was a, within the industry trade show. It was not a trade show. It was open to the, the people, like kind of wholesale level trade show. And he was talking to these different people, and they were – some of the things they said, you know. And one guy says to me, you know, you know that most of the companies in this field, we don't actually make the product. We're just a – all we do is we have a label and we pay somebody to make it and we put it in there. And in our case, you know, we, we have a plan and all it pretty much does is bottle the stuff. So we're trusting our suppliers and nobody's doing any assaying. Nobody's testing to see if what is in the product is supposed to be in the product. And uh, he, he said, you know, the, the, the customer's, in that industry, the customers are going to benefit. But then also, specifically, and what the Lanomac is designed to protect is, what about the company that really does put pomegranate in their drink? You know they they have a product that's actually pom that's called pomegranate that actually is pomegranate juice, or the company that 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 has black cohosh actually puts black cohosh into their herbal supplements, and it's hard for them to compete. How, you know you go to Walmart and you know Walmart will throw anybody over. Well, I don't want to. Yeah okay, Walmart will buy in most cases. Let me generalize this instead of saying what I just said. I take back what I just said. Uh, And and Walmart will will buy from the cheapest supplier. I mean that's they their thing is is getting the product from the cheapest supplier. Uh, Does Walmart assay stuff? I mean are they doing it? I mean who if they're the retailer and they're selling this stuff and it turns out to be uh, a fraudulent, and then you go to the company, uh, it's got you know and I. don't want to, I'm afraid to even give a name, but I'll say the Great Honest Herbal Supplements Company. So we're the Great Honest Herbal Supplements Company, but the Great Honest Herbal Supplements Company probably doesn't do the manufacturing. They're just a marketing company. Somebody, they may not even ever touch the bottle. All they do is put the label on it, and they make a deal with Walmart, and they go to suppliers in China or whatever country that can supply it, and then it gets bottled. They may do some of the bottling themselves. I mean, actually the, the putting the the stuff in the tablet and putting it in the thing. They may do some of that, but not much more than that. And in many cases, it's strictly these companies that you see that are the the the, the great honest herbal supplements company on the label are not really. They're just a marketing company, and they make the label and nothing else. And, and and to me, it's the company that is honest, the two companies that actually put what they said they put in their herbal supplements. Those companies are the ones that are going to benefit the most. And then, indirectly, the consumers are going to benefit. So, and, and not only is this going to be true now, in terms of the ramifications of this, not only is it going to be true... Uh, for companies that, you know, what you put in the product or the label, but it also applies to advertising and if you make false claims, if a company A makes false claims in an ad, in an ad they deceive the consumers into buying something, so in a, in a sense the, the consumer's benefiting, but what the, the direct beneficiary of this is the company that doesn't make false claims. You know, if you've got a company in town that, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example, you've got a company that makes Uh, that that offers, you know, the $9.99 oil change. Go in and get your oil change for $9.99. But, of course, everybody that goes in there and gets that $9.99 oil change, there's something wrong with their car. In fact, if there's nothing wrong with the car, they'll, they'll find something wrong. And they ended up uh, with, you know, hundreds of dollars in repair bills. So, uh, well, you know, legi- uh, non-legitimate repair bills. And most people, you know, the, the, go into a place to get your oil changed and they tell you, uh-oh, you got something really seriously wrong with your car. Uh, they're going to go, "Oh, wow, I didn't know that." and they're going to get it fixed. Now, of course, if a car's under warranty that they can't get away with that. But uh, if a car's not under warranty, you know most people get it fixed. so the the comp- the the people who are who are scammed by the company that offers the nine ninety nine oil change and then get scammed into these huge unnecessary or or not even uh, performed repairs, they're hurt. But also the company that offers a legitimate $29.99 or $39.99 oil change, those companies are hurt too and those are the companies that have the right to to sue under Lanham. So what you may see is that the honest companies in any particular field are assaying and they're doing an assay not only of the product, to see if what's in the product is what it's is what's supposed to be in the product. They may do that type of assay, but they may do, you may see a whole new kind of cottage industry pop up where you have uh, an assay of advertising claims. And these advertising claims may even extend to areas like uh, you know, infomercials and, and ad commercials and other types of uh, stuff that's exploding now, that kind of uh, info content that's really an ad that you see so much of on the internet uh... E- even in the the big your cnn's and your other air uh, cnn and and bloomberg and uh, not bloomberg but cnn and, and many of your major news sites now that the the main thing that they're doing is selling the main way they're making money is selling these uh... this space and and links to these uh... infomercial type things may see an assay in of of other companies competitors advertising claims and looking for claims that are false or deceptive or materially substantially or, or, or material misrepresent what the product does or what the products all about and you may see Lanamax suits under that brought because you know the Chevron deference that uh, the the Supreme Court has given to agencies has been very limited in this and it's clear that the Supreme Court felt that that the FDA what the FDA is doing is setting a floor not a ceiling of what is allowable and if you you can have something then that meets the minimum and this is what the Supreme Court clearly said that met the minimum of what the FDA required but that was still a lie, a cheat, a dishonest representation about what was in the product and for a company and I don't care who they are and this is my, you know, I'm giving my personal opinion here, not a statement of fact but if you have a product that is got pomegranate in big print, blueberry right next to it and 100% juice right in a big bold pr- uh, fonts right next to that and in fact it only contains an eyedropper of pomegranate and blueberry, a single eyedropper, you know 0.3% of one and 0.2% of the other, that on its face is a lie, it's dishonest and for the thing that I've I alluded to earlier in part one, but I, the thing that I, I you know want to ask the students is why is it that a company like Coke would take this down to the mat—a situation where the the a Supreme Court justice calls their label a a cheating of the public, a lie, a dishonest representation of what that product is all about. So why would you know Coca-Cola take this down to mat? And I guess the reason is that they're making a lot of money off of you know stuff that is labeled as one thing when it is actually something else and they were willing to take this case on down to the mat to uh, to protect I guess the profits that they th- felt they were making to me, I would not want to be in a situation if I was Coke and I would like to go back to if I was the head of Coke, And I would like to go back and look at, you know, our decisions and who made the decisions to to fight this and to do this and to get caught in oral arguments before the Supreme Court of the United States having justices of the Supreme Court calling us dishonest and a lie. Uh, you know, I, I would really question that, that decision, if it was me, and that's one of the things I will, uh, will talk to my students about in the, the various courses where I reference this as one of their supplemental, uh, not a supplemental reti- a reading, because in this case, obviously, it's a podcast. Now, finally, I, I think for marketing professors or the marketing professorate, we may have a whole new area of, uh, of ethics Uh, to consider and we may have a whole, we may end up in an era where what is uh, what is ethical is actually what you have to do in business and that would be a really interesting and great phenomenon and I think some of the other writers that I referenced earlier, Babalian from from uh, Forbes in particular felt that that it may be that we this, the uh, the Lanham Act claims serve in a way just like some of the uh, the the big lawsuits that have been won about you know dangerous products and products that injured and hurt people has forced companies to stop making that bean counter decision to uh, instead of having a recall for example of a car let's just uh, pay off. Let us all the people who were who were killed. It'd be, it's cheaper to pay the people who were being killed or settle with the people who were killed than it is to to have a recall and fix a car. I think that type of decision. Although you know this is a. a, a I, to put a, a mislabeled uh, a juice product in that category is, 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 you know, probably not fair. But uh, but I think that what we have is a situation where uh, you may see more ethics in business, you may see more honesty in advertising, and you may see a lot of companies having some sort of compliance office that makes sure that its advertising claims. Uh, You know, not that they can't have puffery and that they can't show the product in the best possible light, but at least to comply with the fact that the advertising that they're doing is not patently dishonest, patently mendacious, patent prevarication pre-verification in the advertise something it is that can be proven and shown to be wrong and incorrect that they're not doing that And so you may have a whole new area of compliance and you may have uh, internal auditing of uh, advertising efforts and that's gonna put a lot of pressure on uh, you know advertising agencies and other creative people who develop ads and who uh, who advise consumers and I I think that uh, the tendency in uh, the advertising world is to show every single product as if it's the greatest thing in the history of the world and that your whole life uh, will turn around if you use this product and anybody doesn't use it's an idiot. And I think that uh, you're going to have to find ways to do that to, to do that as an in, in the, from the creative side that are less dishonest and 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 uh, uh, that's a good thing for consumers, that's a good thing for the country, and that's a good thing for uh Uh, The business world and for marketing and marketing ethics, And I, for one, I'm gonna finish this by saying I don't ever think that I would have thought that that I would have said that more lawsuits would make the world a better place. That's something if you had put a gun to my head a year ago or a year and a half ago and said you're gonna say that, Don, on a video for all the world to hear, uh, I would have said no, there's no way. It's not going to happen. I swear it's never going to happen. And I just said it.